computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Welcome to the IBM Keep It Simple Technology Podcast, where each episode we discuss technology but in a simple way. We keep the explanation simple, but what we spend our time on is emphasizing what this technology means to you and how you can best utilize this technology for you and your business. Welcome to the IBM Keep It Simple Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Inglero. Once again, I have another amazing guest who we've been talking off air, <laughs> and this is going to be a wonderful podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, i like you to meet my new best friend in life, Mike Goreshi. He is the IBM CTO of the Nordic Cloud Acceleration and Transformation. Mike, did I do your last name right? Oh, yeah, Thomas. Thank you very much. <laughs> Mike and I were saying we both have uh, hard last names to pronounce, so I promised him to do his last name in his native tongue or close to it. So <laughs> That was fantastic. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Mike. Listen, Mike, we're going to jump right into it. So um, a few weeks ago, IBM at this uh, first all-digital yearly conference, IBM Think 2020, year 2020, it announced what I truly believe was probably the most important announcement, coolest announcement, whatever adjective you want to use, and it was called AI Ops. Um, and I've been so much looking forward to doing this podcast because every single person listening to this podcast, even if they run a dry cleaner, even if they run a hair salon, are going to love the concept of AI ops and will want to use what AI ops is. Am, am I right? Do you love it that much too? <laughs> Absolutely so. I mean, this is the melody of future, right? So I there love it. it. Yeah. So Mike, let's, let's go right into it. Please tell up everybody, and in simple terms as you can, the big announcement on Watson AI, not even Watson, it's not Watson AI ops, it's just AI ops, correct? Oh yeah, AI ops in general. AI ops in general, please explain to us. The floor is yours. What is AI ops? Sure. Thanks, Thomas, and thanks everyone for everyone for tuning in here. So uh, AI ops, basically, in in short, and let me just put an explanation into the acronym here: uh, artificial intelligence in operations, right? Or if you so will, in IT operations, right? That's what it stands for. So what does it mean, and what does it do, and how? How come we actually focused on this and, and identified it as one of the focus areas going forward? Melody of future, as I mentioned, right? So we, we basically started looking into this based on a number of customer pain points, right? If you start at that end. And for, so there, there are many of them around, but I just focus on four most significant ones. One of them being fragment, fragmented visibility, right? So the customers in this hybrid multi-cloud world that we are in, that we have already entered, right? will have different sets of workloads running on different sets of infrastructures or if you so will, vendors, environments. And so all of those will have to have some sort of a ITSM, IT service management uh, capability around them, right? Wrapped around them. And at the moment, there are a very few or none who actually can offer visibility to other vendors or other types of infrastructures, uh, IT service management. So basically you wind up with a number of different tools in a number of different environments, right? So that's one of the pain points. 
Having said that, of course, to maintain, manage, and actually keep all those tools and, and processes alive and, and actually adapt to the, these, you need to have skills. You need to have people who are actually up to speed to, to maintain and cater for these capabilities on different platforms, on different technologies. And that's, of course, drives cost and complexity. So that's another sort of pain point here. Of course, the risk exposure is the third area, uh, and that's due to the reactive capabilities of these tools uh, versus being having to be proactive in, in complex environments, right? So that's another sort of uh, driver for, for uh, artificial intelligence to be introduced here. And last but not least is the inability to harness cognitive insights, right? Uh, by leveraging uh, and, and uh, having knowledge uh, about different sets of data in different sets of environment, right? So, so that is basically why we came to this conclusion about AI ops and its sort of unified capability to be offered as an umbrella over different uh, environments in a hybrid multi-cloud setup. Okay, Mike, so now let me simplify what you just said, <laughs> if, if I can. Sure. So I think the key word that you said to simplify everything really is that this is, we're talking about IT service management. Am I correct? Absolutely so. Exactly. And that's why I said, even a person who owns a dry cleaners or a hair salon, this is relevant to them and important to them because this is the, well, if you have a business, no matter what the business is, if you even have a cafe, you want to make sure that your company's website is up and running and is working as best as possible. If you have a more complex business with databases, running different services and things like that, it's even more important to you that your IT service management is at its best. And that's what is AI ops. And what you mentioned was that it is, um, I'm looking at some of my notes here. One is the 24-7 management. I, I added to 24-7, but the constant management of the system, utilizing the benefits, the beauty, the hype around artificial intelligence, its cognitive capability to learn, take in data from all over the world and to run your IT system best. Is this, am I, am I saying it in a very simple way? Is that correct? Absolutely. And just to add into that, uh, from different various different sources in a hybrid multi-cloud setup, right? And if, if you have your data systems across many different vendors, infrastructure or data centers, and in your own, of course, in addition, then of course, you need to have something uh, centric in the middle of everything to be able to have a sort of uh, unified view into all these environments, right? So what do you mean by centric? What do you, what do you, let's, let's simplify that. You mean one system or like a one master system to watch all the other subsystems? Exactly. So, or mother of all other systems, right? ITSM systems, if you so will. Exactly. exactly. And this is, and now let's emphasize it for people who, that we're talking about a software. We're not talking about a person because prior to the announcement that IBM made a few weeks ago at IBM Think 2020, usually you had people. And these people were monitoring your IT system, correct? And I, I guess in phase one of the IT world, we had we hired people in our company and we had our IT manager and our IT manager had his team or he or she monitored themselves. Then the world in phase two, then outsourced that to, to save money, right? But now what we're talking about is this next phase where actually AI software, in this case is IBM's AI ops, is so intelligent it has learned so much over the past decades that the software is now doing the work of the people, but managing it 
what you're saying with almost infinite scalability, looking at all the different systems that you have. So if your company is a small startup, no problem. If it grows to a multinational like IBM in 200 countries around the world, no problem. Is this correct? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And and it, it, it so and also to add into that, Thomas, it's very interesting. It's simply not about augmentation of people, right? right. It's about exactly. A, providing the capability or additional capabilities, which would take humans days, minutes, hours, or whatever you so will, right, uh, to to actually accomplish. Uh, so instead of getting your uh, composing your sunrise reports using utilizing a couple of hours in the morning, you would actually receive a report as you are driving to work, right, through through an app. Basically, are the systems up? Have I had any troubles, issues? Were there any alerts, right? And then it gives you enough time to make the right decision a timely manner by the time you get to the office, right? Exactly. And I think you, you nailed an important thing, and I hope I'm, let's, let's, let's emphasize that one more time. AI is not here to replace us. It's here to assist us and supplement us, right? That, I think that is such a strong point. I want to make sure everybody listening hears that that this is not just freeing up your time, but to giving you the world's best knowledge and information at all times so that you could take your company to the next level. That's why I'm, I'm super excited about this because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a startup guy, right? I, I love startups, I don't startups, but I don't have the money to hire the worst, world's best IT service managing person, but I do have the money to have this software, this AI system. This is actually the fulfillment of AI, isn't it? It is indeed. Do you have some? Do you have some examples? Do you, have you recently worked on a project that um, utilized AI ops? Absolutely. So, uh, was in a very exciting project, a uh, proof of concept actually, which is turning out to be a put in production uh, pretty soon here, uh, with one of the largest manufacturers in Sweden, right? Um, worldwide operations, data centers all over the world, uh, complex sort of setup with different multiple vendors providing infrastructure and applications. And AIOps was was identified as one of the key drivers uh, going forward or enablers to actually make their business, uh, which is actually, we worked with the IT service provider at the company, right? Um, the business of IT simpler, uh, more intelligent, faster, right? And uh, last but not least, also uh, it's, it's sort of cheaper going forward, right? Uh, so uh, we, we talked about a number of things, a uh, number of capabilities earlier as well. But to give you some examples, um, th this new set, set of software, if I put it so, will provide uh, review uh, capabilities for new recommendations, right? So not only the software will actually be able to capture all the data, but it will put analytics on top, utilize analytics, and provide with deep insights and, and recommendations, right? Not only insights, but also recommendations. So we had an issue here. Uh, it actually was a, a pattern, right? A recurring pattern. So what we could suggest here is the following. Either you could go uh, press any key, right? To continue, or you should provide a, a, a more sort of, sort of CPU or disk or whatever resources to the system, right? or you should contact your support anywhere in the world, right? So it would actually provide the uh, operators with insights, enough insights to be able to make a, a smart, good, intelligent decision in timely manner, right? 
One of the other areas was to analyze costs, right? Uh, it would actually be able to look around and determine different types of costs, right? Uh, related to either hardware, software, services, whatever, and provide recommendations as to how to optimize those. Holy crap. So the nerd in me is like giggly excited. So, so, so what's, so what you're saying, this is like the fulfillment of a dream. It really is. Sounds like when, <laughs> at least. <laughs> I, I mean, no, I mean, this is Nirvana. It really is. And then again, is this Nirvana for a person running a cleaners or a hair salon or whatever? Because in the old world, you had your IT people monitoring your network. You hoped that they would come back to you with feedback about how the network is doing. And some predictably saying, well, we should scale the network this way, that way. We should uh, take this system down. We should upgrade this by a license, right? They're monitoring and they were trying to predict it and things like that. But you're saying that that actually has been taken, is being done by AI ops, right? And also is evaluating the network and saying that if we did this to the network or to the infrastructure, not just the network, let's be more specific, the infrastructure, that we could save money. Absolutely. This, that's Mike. I wish I had some sound effect like through a party, like with siren. Because <laughs> I'm serious, you, you know, because this, you, everybody can get world class service. Forget about world class services. This is the dream scenario from every every CTO in the world has ever wanted. You can get that with uh, AI ops. One more question to clarify something you said. You said multiple vendors before, and I think I'm probably not the only one listening that was the question that. When you said multiple vendors, if I'm running my cloud or my yeah, my storage on multiple clouds, is AI ops also able to monitor other clouds, specifically Microsoft, Google, Amazon, uh, Alibaba, et cetera? Yes or no? It is in uh, AI Ops console or AI Ops DNA to do that, right? So that's one of the core building blocks when we actually went away and constructed this initially, right? To be able to have full view of multiple data centers in multiple vendors, uh, let's say um, uh, control domains, right? And mm -hmm. of course, uh, in, in, a, in a centralized and, and unified way, right? Through one single console. So that is exactly as you put it. It doesn't matter if you run your infrastructure on uh, Microsoft infrastructure or IBM or uh, elsewhere, Google, AWS, or your data, own data center for that matter, right? It has the capability to easily integrate, look into those, and, and it uses APIs, open APIs. So you can easily integrate those environments and have visibility across. Oh, wait a minute. I found the sound effect. Here we go. <laughs> uh, tell you I'm a nerd. <laughs> so, Thomas, Thomas, let let me add a couple of other things which uh, would probably make the sound effect more justified, right? Go for it. Uh, not only the system would provide with the uh, analysis of the costs and recommendations, but it also provides with the analysis around assets, right? Because if, if you are sitting with a, a multiple vendor setup in a hybrid multi-cloud environment, right? Yep. 
Mm -hmm. And then you have various different assets which are either owned by you or you are leasing through an OPEX bottle or whatever. Then you absolutely need to have full control and notion of your assets. This is one thing that has been very much of a discussion point. We, we talked about uh, earlier, we used to talk about CMDBs of the world. We still do that, of course, but uh, it's very hard to find companies who have uh, up-to-date CMDBs in-house, which can easily be updated or can automatically be updated. So this system, however, will help you analyze your assets, right? Um, and of course, in addition to that, it definitely, based on your decisions, it will also go ahead and adjust the policies across these different environments for you. So if you have different, let's say, security policies, compliance policies, all of that stuff, it's capable, fully capable to go out and, and make those adjustments for you, right? And, and Mike, just clarify for everybody, what is a CMDB? Yes, central <laughs> management database, right? So, so if you would have your assets in, 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 in a centralized place where you actually could go ahead and, and do a search uh, to find your assets and update the status of these assets, right? If you own them yourself or if you're leasing them or if the uh, lifetime or, or uh, life cycle of these assets have been passed or where you are in that cycle, uh, that's the notion of, the, of, the, of a CMDB in-house, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm just in awe. So AI ops, I love what you said about the policy because every every different contract you have a different policy and also different countries have different policies, rules and regulations and AI ops is monitoring that as well. Is that correct? Yeah, it does. It does. Actually, it, it, uh, what it provides with in general is a set of different capabilities, right? Such as the managing or adjusting policies analyzing assets, um, you know, analyzing the costs for you, provide, providing recommendations based on all of these, right? It also reads your problem change uh, and, and um, um, all the other sorts of ticket-related uh, issues that you have in-house, right? Um, in your ITSM systems, various ITSM systems, right? Uh, and it also will, will be able to approve your orders in the end, right? So what if you need more cap capacity or capability in-house, right? What if you yeah. need to procure more, uh, you know, basically computing power or yeah. storage or whatever, anywhere? It will also yeah. be able to help you doing that automatically. Will it execute that? Will it actually execute that order and, and find more computing power? If, if you get the workflow set up, if you uh, instruct the system to do it for you based on a set of instructions, of course it will. Oops. You know, your of course is my wow. <laughs> right. But, wow. I mean, really. Uh, so if I'm starting up a company today, starting up with AI ops would be amazing. If I'm a, that's just one scenario. Another one is existing companies today, post COVID, right? We're all the post COVID, the rest of, the rest of our lives will be post COVID. What am I saying? But we're looking at our existing company differently. We're looking at cost savings. We're looking at optimization, efficiency improvements. Mm -hmm. Everything you've said about AI ops just checks all those boxes. Yeah. And that's sort of notion of the idea. AI ops as such is, is a, one of the capabilities. Let me just shed some light over this, these different uh, acronyms here and there and, and a little bit of you know, because there are different uh, wording for, for the same sort of capability at, at some times. So what, what we usually use to say is that we're talking about a multi-cloud management platform, which includes different sorts of capabilities, AIOps being one of these, right? 
AOPS itself will rely on all those other capabilities to actually provide you with all those insights and do all those uh, sort of automated actions for you and so forth. Uh, but you still need to have that platform, which is which is the the enabler to it, right? And having talked about the platform, you also still need to have the access to the data or different data sets, right? So those are the core building blocks of the of the solution. Right. right. And the platform being a cloud platform, for example. Absolutely. Like Multi-cloud yep. management platform. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, I, I had a question before. And look at it from um, an international perspective. Uh, how well, how do you know if the AI ops, even though it was recently announced, is it being deployed internationally? Are there many companies using it at the moment? Yeah, based of, based on best of my personal knowledge, at least there are multiple international companies uh, adopting it at the moment or installing it, rolling it out across different platforms and, and environments, right? And usually the approach they take is to actually start to uh, include their own data centers, whatever they have in-house on-premise as the first set out to be managed by AIOps, right? And then they extend it to different cloud environments, right? Public cloud environments, such as the one IBM is offering or Microsoft is offering or AWS and so forth. So that, that is the approach they are taking. And um, some of them are pretty far down the line. Is it now? Here's the here's the two million dollar question. Two billion. Let's make it even bigger. <laughs> and that is, um, I, I you know I guess I've been overexcited about this. I'm like, I, I love technology, um, especially when it you, it's so good that you can explain it in a simple way. Um, the dashboard, because this is software. Obviously, there's a dashboard that I am in, I'm utilizing. I'm 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 integra- um, experiencing it through. Do I the uh, CTO, even the CEO, who maybe only has an MBA, but says like, "You look, I'm tech adverse, right? Everything I touch breaks." Can they? Is it so easy to use the dashboard to AI ops that even a person who just with a business background could could utilize it and control the network, a multi-cloud network with different rules and regulations and policies and everything? Is is are we at that level, or we will soon be there? Yeah. So, uh, as everything else, this is a, this this is software we are talking about, right? So, software is an ever evolving uh, set of, of functionalities, uh, as we know it, right? So, at the moment, the, the the way this is constructed and the way companies are using it is a sort of role based access that we can avail different capabilities in this in the in the end user dashboard as such. Right. So as a CIO, you have a role defined and, and based on that role, you will get access to a number of functionalities, certain functionalities, which will help ease up your your uh, kind of pain points or address your daily requirements as such. As a DevOps person, a developer, right, uh, you will get a, another set of functionalities assigned to you. So when you sign into the system, you will have access to those functionalities which are relevant to your role. Right. And so forth. So that's the way it is uh, evolving at the moment, at least. And as you were able to say, different functionalities in, in a company, different functions in a company have requirement for different sorts of types of functionalities, right? So that's the way we distinguish between these roles today, at least. Thank you. So, but that's that's still great news, right? 
Um, that just means that, again, I'm coming from the startup side and I know a lot of people listening are running big companies. The, the, the leaders who are listening to this in the big companies, that means that you can actually get more from your team. A, the, just a, a smaller group in your team could actually run your entire network. The rest of your team can actually take your company to the next level. This is great for them as well as the startup where maybe just you having your CTO and one or two other nerds is good enough to, to, to scale to whatever size you need to scale to. I actually see no downside to any of this. Um, Mike, I think we got people interested and also curious, um, how easy it, if, if, if somebody out there has not in, um, has no relationship with IBM at this very second, but they want to at least have a discussion about AI ops, or a lot of people just say, Yo, let me try it before I even talk to an IBM person. That's fine. Where do they go? How do they go about doing this right now? Right. So there are a couple of easy ways to do that, right? Uh, either you can contact IBM uh, Cloud and Cognitive, entity and then you'd be talking about so so this is let me let me just pause a little bit or or uh rewind a little bit and and mention that this comes uh, ai ops comes as a part of mcm right multi-cloud management capability that, the platform that i was talking about earlier right yep. and that as such can be delivered or is delivered in two different ways today mainly either as a service by services right and that's something you can subscribe to and then IBM will take care of all the integrations for you in the background so that you can actually su subscribe to this service and just log on and have a view of your multiple workloads across different environments, right? That's one way of doing it. And that would be a contact which needs to be made to IBM services, right? Through your client executive. Uh, the second way of consuming it is through installing the software yourself. And then we call it multi-cloud uh, multi management cloud pack or cloud pack for multi-cloud management, right? Uh, and that's basically um, availing you to be able to install the software, set up your integrations yourself or with help of IBM through consultancy services, right? And then you own the piece of software and you can actually adopt and, and tweak it yourself on your own. So let's, let's simplify that even more. So there's two ways if, if you're listening to this, and you really want this is this is something that you want for your company, or at least just to play with, or you want somebody in your company to play with. There's two ways to contact IBM, and one is that is to contact your existing contact at IBM if you have one. It's, it's, it's more in IBM services if you know anybody there. If not, just contact IBM, and they'll put you in contact. But if you have an existing IT team, and they say, you know what, just we just want to play, we want to talk to anybody just yet, then the which cloud pack was it again, Mike, to be specific? Multi-cloud management. The multi-cloud management cloud pack. Fantastic. So there it is. So either you want to work with IBM, directly contact somebody, or you want to play with it on your own and then engage with IBM. Those are two different ways. And both ways you'll have access to our latest and greatest announcement that I'm really trying to find flaws with, but I can't come up with any. <laughs> Mike, let's be honest. Let's be transparent because nothing's perfect. Um, are there any flaws with AI ops? And the flaws could be this. Um, is brand new announcement. What are the new things that are coming up? So that's not a flaw, but what did you know with the next version AI ops or whatever, what's coming down the road to get people more excited? Right. So uh, very good point, Thomas. And let's be very open about it, right? Nothing is perfect. And this is an evolving piece of software we're talking about. Uh, although it's uh, it's been out for a while, uh, we, let's talk about a little bit about integrations, right? 
which uh, APIs do we have in in-house today? So uh, we can, for instance, today uh, uh, provide with APIs to connect to ITSM tools, toolkits such as IBM Control Desk, ServiceNow, BMC Remedy, uh, and a number of others. But are all integrations in place or all APIs in place today coming out of the box? No. So this is a point where we are sort of working very fast to develop new APIs and set up uh, integration points, right? So that's one of those points. The other one is, do we have all dashboards uh, set up for all different types of capabilities that I was touching upon earlier? Are they mm -hmm. all developed? Probably not, but we are working on it. So as mentioned, everything should be in place for the portion which is in-house, meaning classic data center and cloudified environments in, in own data centers. But as for different cloud environments, and particularly when we talk about the different uh, container uh, environments and so forth, this is something which is under development, rapidly developing. I think that's great. I mean, uh, every look, this is cutting edge. This is just right out of the box, right? So that's absolutely fine. There are growing pains, but um, all the things that this helps a company is more than worth it. Um, Mike, I have one more question before we go. And I was thinking about Red Hat. IBM acquired Red Hat, as most people know. Is there any synergies or integration synergies with AI Ops and Red Hat? Yes, Thomas. Uh, we talk about container, containerized environments, right? So uh, as Red Hat is adopting and building on open technologies, right? And as AIOps is also working with open technologies, there are many synergies in between. I, I mean, I think in respect of time, we don't have time to deep dive into that, but yep. um, definitely so. Definitely so. The reason why I bring that up is I th thought about it spontaneously. That's actually a third way in which people can engage with AI ops. And that is because Red Hat is now owned by IBM and you have an existing relationship with Red Hat, um, you could definitely expect, if not already, that AI ops and Red Hat will be um, integrated or compatible or whatever. So um, it's just, and, and Red, Hat, Red Hat has such a large footprint worldwide. So I, I'm trying to get people more excited and give them less reasons not to play with AI ops. Um, because, you know, the, the power of IBM is everywhere, is doing a lot of amazing things. And the move with Red Hat was genius, right? To bring services like AI ops to everyone without them having to make any huge changes. So, Mike, you get the last word. What is what is the last thing? Or you do whatever you want. Say whatever you want. Just don't be insulting to me. Go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> I, thank you, Thomas. Uh, I think we've uh, we've talked about the most significant parts of, of AI Ops and multi-cloud management platform, which AI Ops is a part of, indeed. Uh, and uh, what, what I would like to say is basically the notion of classic data center management and, and IT management or IT service management is uh, basically disappearing as we speak today, right? Uh, with that said, I'm not saying it's disappearing for good, but it's going to be part of a much larger thing, which would be multi-cloud management going forward. And doing multi-cloud management, we better do it the right way, meaning we better infuse, make sure that we infuse cognitive capabilities from day zero, from the inception phase, so that the day when we stand there, the day it's such a complex and multi-vendor uh, sort of related environment, 
then we are standing ready to be able to not only manage, but also take the most uh, best advantages out of it, right? Thank you very, very much, Mike. Um, I just want to emphasize to everybody, listen, this is Mike. It's been great having you again. Mike Gorashi, say his name the right way, everybody. IBM CTO, Nordic of Cloud Acceleration and Transformation. Mike, thanks so much. To all of you listening out there, uh, from all of us at IBM, please take care of yourself. Please be safe. That's on a personal level. And now from a business level, listen, times are hard out there. We get that. But, you know, we brought Mike onto this podcast right now at this specific time because what he's been working on with AI Ops is really something you've been looking for, something you need to simplify your life, simplify your business. So, Mike, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I look forward to talking on internal calls and laughing some more. To all of you out there, take care. Be well. Mike, say goodbye to everybody. Thank you very much, Thomas. Thank you. Take care, everybody. To the next time. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.